0: Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann.
1: Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. And today you guys are going to absolutely love my guest, Anthony Serendria. Anthony, it's so great having you on the ContenderCast. Thanks for having me, brother. I'm excited to be here. This is so cool. Um, We're both locked in. Um, We have a lot of social distance going on. Anthony is in Arizona. I am in Atlanta, Georgia. And... um Dude, thanks for making the time. It's a weird time in the world, but it's so much fun um, connecting with people like you and talking about just business and the things you've done. So uh, thanks for spending the time. All right. So listen, for those who don't know Anthony, uh, he's the founder of Flood. You guys are going to hear all about that today. Amazing guy. He, (laughs) You got to hear this. He started your own company, right? Door knocking and you built a company to $100,000 a day with over a million customers. Okay. Anthony, we got to start with that. How does that even happen? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's amazing.
0: Thanks thanks for the intro, brother. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it 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 sounds funny. I mean, I'll speak philosophically and then tactically. Philosophically, you know, it it it, you hear big numbers, or I used to hear you know big things. I'd be like, how the hell do I even get there from where I'm at now? And you kind of get lost in analysis by paralysis, you know. And, And Will Smith has a great quote where he just says, you know, his dad had them build a a wall and he said you know every day they got up and all they focused on was laying one brick the most perfect way they could lay a brick and then eventually add a wall and so i i just especially as as we grow and become you know the company becomes bigger and more successful i think it becomes a lot further distance and relatable to a lot of the especially here a lot of the people listening to the podcast which is very dangerous so i I just want to i want to bridge that bridge that gap um uh, quite literally with that with that metaphor i guess and then you know, how does how does that happen? I think you know you 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 find you know for us we found markets which were financial markets that are you know recession proof but also uh, you know highly scalable with with online. So you know you went from door knocking and said okay, I can sell face to face. Got it, that's amazing. Um, but okay, how do I amplify my time, reach energy and impact and you know ability to move product or service and you know I fell in love with the internet and then from there, you know, we created an internet marketing agency that, you know, essentially just licensed out our services, got really good at what we were doing and uh, started productizing it. So now instead of someone hiring, you know, an agency and saying, you know, five grand a month to do your SEO, say, how about, you know, $50 every time I make the phone ring for you? And they're like, okay, let's do that. So pro- productize the service. And, and, and that's what's really allowed that mass scale uh, and, and profitable scale at, at, a, at a very high level without having, you know, 3,000 employees, you know?
1: Sure. Well, one of the things I loved about you and and in your story was you know you've you've built your own brand, but you've also built a company and and businesses around that, and you've helped others build their business. and I, I found this con this comment interesting. You're recognized as one of the top customer generators in the world, especially in financial services. So like how did you get into that space and like what made that your home run space?
0: Yeah, great question. I think you know uh, I, I got involved with that space. Uh, really, it, it's really funny. I, I started, I wanted to help make people, uh, help them lose weight. Uh, and I was actually a, a personal trainer. And very quickly, I realized like the reason why most people or a lot of people, and I'm just speaking generically here, aren't able to accomplish those goals is because of finances. They're working two jobs so that to provide for themselves, or they can't afford a healthy meal. So they, they got to go to McDonald's and get a $3 cheeseburger and things like that. And I started going, like, uh, I just had this aha moment where I was like, oh my God, like really the real root here is someone's finances, which leads to their health. So it, it started really to try and help people lose weight and get fitness goals, which is so hilarious to, to end up at a financial product spaces. But, you know, as, as I've gotten more and more into it, I've realized it, it's also helping, you know, uh, get, get rid of uh, um, depression, anxiety, divorce, suicide, all these other problems that come with, you know, somebody or an American in particular, not having, uh, you know their finances in order, so uh, it, it, that, that was the start.
1: Wow. now you founded a company called Site Flood. Talk about Site Flood and what you guys focus on. How you decided to start your business?
0: Yeah, so Site Flood's the, the the holding company, and again, too, that was really the the name of the agency. Where again, too, I, I, I joke, I kind of uh, uh, grew myself into a job. So I, I I didn't I didn't really I didn't really I don't think I, I built a company yet. I built a you know I made a job for myself where I just you know would pick up consulting, uh, work and, and contract and part-time work. And eventually that became a full-time job. Um, and then, you know, hired someone to help offload some of that and someone from there and move, boom move. Boom, boom. And then made the pivot to productization and niche down to finances. And that's where now, now I, you know, we own, we own sites in the space pocket your dollars is a great one to look like things like that, that actually drive the customer. And then we, we referenced the, the, you know, we essentially uh, broker a phone call or a, or a lead or an enrollment of some kind and, send the customer over to like a Geico or to a state farm or something for insurance and they enroll them in a policy and we get paid on the actual introduction of the customer. So we handle everything from the getting in front of the education and the acquisition of the customer. And then we've got partners that are actually handling the fulfillment, which again is what's allowed us to, to scale at such a rapid rate and high rate without having, you know, without me uh, knocking my head against the wall. It's a, too often at least.
1: <laughs> well, and you've been recognized as one of the, you know, the top entrepreneurs in the world and, and and features thirty under thirty, et cetera. Like what is it that you've done that has, you know, triggered success with your businesses, but also the mentoring and coaching that you've given to others?
0: I think, you know, philosophically again too, I think it's it's focusing on the long term. Um, so every decision I'm making is is not a I don't I don't think it, or I try not to let it be a short term decision. So how does this decision affect me today uh, is different than, you know, how, You know, it's a much different thought process than what my decision happens today. How is that going to affect five, 10 years from now? And you start looking at the world differently when you start being like, I'm going to be in this business for the next 10 years, your day-to-day decisions become dramatically different than if, if it's, you know, you're, you're like, how do I, how do I make another 10 bucks today or something like that? So you end up making long-term investments, long-term decisions, things like that. And, and, and I think that that's really What's made us different. The other thing is really welcoming failures. So like even these even these even these hard economic times, like I'm so gosh darn excited about these th- this time, not because of all the bad it's doing, but it forces and it fosters innovation. I, I think I think struggles foster innovation or you die. So it's it's one of the two. You either you either you you know, it, it really it, it takes the cream of the crop and it rises it rises them to the top. Uh, And I want to be in that. I want to be in that category. So everybody else that was, quote unquote, competing with me before, you know, they might not make it through these times. They might struggle too much. They might give up. They might take their foot off the gas where I'm going to double down. I'm going to innovate. I'm going to figure stuff out that that you know others aren't aren't putting in the work to do so this is really a really opportune time i think to distance yourself from the pack if you're doing it
1: right i totally agree and it's been interesting to see how companies have reacted you know and just for our listeners notes we're in the middle of the coronavirus um crisis if you want to call it that or opportunity and i actually i'm with you i'm seeing more companies like think of it as opportunity than like panic mode um which is probably another whole another podcast. Um, talk about this service you offer and, and maybe it's not a service, it's kind of the thing you frame up, which is the most profitable 55 minutes you might spend in your business and, and it's a, a way I know that you use as business development, but talk about what you do in that as it relates to um, campaigns and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I'd say I'd say really that you know the, if you were to ask me you know the most profitable you know 55 minutes or hour of your time, is is really it's it's calling your customers, and it sounds so silly, and it's not this this groundbreaking thing. But you know, I I, I joke on a lot of podcasting. Like I'm a an actor in a lot of ways. I, I really, uh, which will be a good segue. I know you and I were joking about before this, but um, it, it's it's a uh, it, you know I, I need to understand my who my actual customer is better than anybody else, so I can talk to them. So for instance, again, like helping helping people get out of debt. Like you know, most people are are you know most of my competitors are talking about you know our pricing is this. We've got this get discount we help with this. like I, I, I'm saying, like, are you tired of hiding from your wife that loan you took out a year ago to, to get by? And it's because like I felt that and I purposefully defaulted on my medical bills or my credit card bills or things like that so that I'd be able to uh, uh, understand what it felt like to get collection calls or letters in the mail. And, and like, I think it takes that level of commitment to who the heck you're selling to or getting in front of to really understand like I didn't I swear to god I would turn I started turning off my phone at night because I didn't want to wake up to the collection calls and like I was like oh my god so now uh, you know think about how well that bleeds out to my my ad copy or my landing page or my my customer service team when I'm sharing that like you know those insights where everybody else is talking about you know how their services work you know it's it's the Simon Sinek you know the, the why uh versus 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 the how so uh anyway that that's really, if you ask me, you know, what your most profitable hour of your time and, and nine out of 10 people listening to this podcast don't do it enough, probably 10 out of 10 don't do it enough, nine out of 10 don't do it at all, is, is having conversations with your customer that you're not looking to upsell them, you're not looking to save them as a client. You're, you are literally understanding where they were or are in their customer journey or problems they're facing. And you're just, you're just learning. You're really just learning like, who the heck are the people I'm selling to at a deep, 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 deep level?
1: No question. Yeah. And it's so important for companies large and small, right? We've got a, a lot of listeners that work for big brands and a lot of listeners that are you know, starting their own business and building their own product or service. Um, of course, your agency and the, the areas you focused on as is, is related to branding and marketing and brand building, um, a lot of times have revolved around analytics, paid search, um, SEO, uh, social, etc. And... You know, we've watched those spaces evolve over the last couple of years. It, as you're seeing the market, and, and minus the, uh, the the current financial and uh, world situation, but assuming that wasn't going on, what would be the a couple of things um, you're coaching your clients on, and, and you're thinking about as as priorities in that space?
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'll, I'll say something that's really kind of against like what what most people have learned, and I've learned <laughs> in myself too that that this time is kind of forced. I mean, I think there's two interesting things. One, if, you know, during this, these these economic hardships, there's really like a, a 50% discount on on traffic right now because people are pulling out so much and there's higher inventory. Right. So there's I was wondering if there's an
1: impact on, there. That's so interesting. Oh, uh,
0: it, monumental. There's, so, you know, people, there's higher inventory, meaning people are spending more time on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, whatever it is. Um, and there's less advertisers, which creates a massive opportunity discount to attract customers, so even if your conversion rate is lower, uh, you know you're getting in front of those users at a massively discounted uh, uh, price than than normal. So uh, what I'm leading into here is one thing. You know, we struggled when this stuff first hit for for really the first week, week and a half, and we quickly realized, like again, getting back to that method actor, like I was consuming and am consuming so much all around this this virus and all this stuff that my customers must be too so the more relevant our copy can be to day to day versus being evergreen and talking like everything's the same everything's the has same just, right has wow. really woken me up and and it's funny because if this if you listen to this months after years after whatever it is like <laughs> the lesson that i've really learned here is and everybody in marketing pushes you know evergreen content evergreen and i still agree don't get me wrong but i'm seeing a direct massive impact to not cr- not publishing evergreen advertisements, publishing advertisements that are very relevant to what's happening today. And that lesson will stick with me because now in June, we'll, we won't just be talking about summer. We'll be talking about, or July, let's say I'll be talking about 4th of July related things. Or no I'll be question. Talking about, you, you know, Whereas before, I was really talking to people the same in May as I was in July uh, wow. because it was Evergreen. Uh, sure. So that, that's a massive lesson that I think, you know, I've seen my user behavior. I've seen a lot of user behaviors. Uh, change uh, with or, or really be—I should say—be highlighted, not even change, uh, and, and super heightened. Where now I'm recognizing it and saying, "Oh my gosh!" In order to stay out from the noise, it's not just about creating evergreen; it's about it's about being very relevant to what's happening in someone's life and the content they're creating or, or digesting today.
1: Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that uh, similar topic this week. I was wondering if, and I have noticed a lot of you know ad spend pulled back and major. Retailers especially pull back and um, because they're not open, right? So, but maybe there's an opportunity there for those that are always open, right? The online uh, retailers, the uh, brands that sell direct to consumer, that you know typically either have to pay a lot more or just don't have the access. It seems like it could be an opportunity at least short term in what we're living in now, and and that is different, right? It's, It's not just peanut butter spreading your your marketing strategy.
0: You got it. Well, I think like AMC gonna see a case study on here I'm, I'm watching them real time they're movie theaters they got shot that you know everything everything cut from what i understand don't quote me on any of this but from what i understand they went back renegotiated contracts with all the movies that were supposed to be in the theaters and then now if you go to amc.com if you literally do it right the second while you and i are talking i'm not i don't know if it'll be around or not but um they're they're selling the the movies on their website now so they what a quick pivot for such a large company who, you know, makes their money one hundred percent. And again, don't quote me on these numbers here. Hundred percent people people coming in buying popcorn, this and that. And now even even if, if they're you know they're not they're not killing it with it, but now I can buy Invisible Man for twenty dollars and I can uh, I can watch it, which is pretty darn close to what if me and my girlfriend were going, I probably would have spent forty. Right, exactly. But they're you know, they're saving costs here, here. Maybe they so anyway, point point being is like it is that's the innovation that i'm talking about and it and it is i'm not naive it is hard for a nordstrom or someone to sure. do. much hard much harder than a startup listening here or even you know an eight figure company yep. you know it's it, it's 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 much easier than a nordstrom you know a, a, a multi multi hundreds of million dollar company <laughs> um but but point being is like that innovation like you said right now is i think we're going to see a lag effect in a positive way in multiple things um i think we're going to see a lot of companies who figure stuff out today and again maybe they're not seeing it hit their bottom line today but they're doing and taking steps today that are going to be for you know two three five ten years from now if this if these times didn't happen they would have never had to figure that shit out to get to where they they're going you know what i mean so looking at that again that's that short versus long-term thinking and that's i'm not naive to you know you there there has to be done things as well to to keep the lights on to have enough fuel to get to the five ten years from now but at the same time like AMC is a great example of just what a quick pivot for with such a large company. I don't even know what revenue dollars they do, but I'm sure they're significant enough to to, to make a quick pivot like that. Is very impressive.
1: No question, that's a great example. Um, so uh, super helpful. Um, as you're thinking about uh individuals and companies that typically reach out to you, like what is like what are the top uh, two or three things that they're looking to you to help them with?
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's usually marketing sales, uh, anything online acquisition as well too. But, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it, it really, I think it, 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 a lot of it comes down to the psych, psychology of understanding your customer. And then really the ta- it's, uh, you know, I love the saying like, you know, uh, ta- tactics make you, uh, what is it? Tactics make you money. Strategies make you rich. Like it's the, the tactics will always change. Like today it's Facebook. It might be TikTok tomorrow versus Snapchat versus this, but the, the strategies of, of, You know, understanding who you know who your customer is, how to talk to them in the right way, how to get in front of them, and then what makes them Uh, tick—that that—that's what makes you rich over over decades. Versus you know, getting really good at a tactic of of Facebook or uh, you you know the market being a good good position versus a poor one. Like I think those people that really invest the time to understand that 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 customer and that customer journey are the ones that are going to win out for decades.
1: I totally agree, dude. This is awesome. So. I hear you even debated getting into some acting. Is that right? I mean, maybe a little Bollywood or whatnot.
0: It was, I was a, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got, I, I've got it. It's funny you brought it up. I, um, <laughs> um yeah, the, the I mean, Bollywood for the entrepreneur,
1: much, right. That's doing lots of great things. You decide maybe acting is sort of thing, right?
0: <laughs> well, it's it's funny because it's, it's a business in itself. I, I, I realized it's a, uh, you, uh, you buy rights to scripts and then you sell them and, uh, a lot, you know, if, if you're an investor, you have leverage to say, you know, I want to roll the movie to build up your personal brand. So it's very, it's a very funny, like uh, w- one of these days, and as I get, you know, more mature and have a better resume around it, it'll be, it'll be cool to publish and look. But I mean, you know, I think 50 Cent, Rocky Balboa are good, uh, uh, you know, much higher indicators of, of people that came in and very much leverage the, you know, uh, movie business as a business and actually a way to make money and build their personal brand and ah, do something yep. that they have a passion for. Which is acting, which, which is funny. So you learn a lot of these people actually paid to play or, or again, connections like anything. But, yeah, the, this the starving L.A. actor <laughs> who, who's hoping someone recognizes them at a restaurant I'm realizing is, has got a less and less chance than, uh, <laughs> totally. than, than even the, sur- the surface permits.
1: Totally. That's crazy. Yeah. For those that know that I love the idea of personal branding, you, you now probably understand why I wanted Anthony on the podcast today. It's one of my favorite topics. And you do a great job of building your brand and helping companies. Um, Anthony, share with our audience where they can find you, how they can connect with you, how they can get you to come speak at their events when events are happening again.
0: Yeah, of course, brother. Yeah, I I'm 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 pretty active on Instagram. It's just my first and last name, Anthony Sarandrea. And if you Google me too, my site or whatever, feel free to reach out. I I don't I don't uh sell anything on these. I, I don't think anybody on this podcast is a subprime, you know, person in high amounts of debt. Hopefully not. But so it's a um I am happy to answer any questions. Anyone reach out to I try to get to all of me if that takes me a few days, but uh, yeah, feel free to reach out with any questions you have growing your business. I'm happy to help. This is a, I, I, had, I had to watch hours of these to get to to where I am and where I'm going.
1: I love it. That's why I love having people like you on. You can help others. So, um, hey, Anthony, it's so great having you on the podcast. You got to come back. Um, I mean, there's no doubt, like in a month or two or five, I mean, you'll be doing something different and, and, and bigger better. So I can't wait to have you back on.
0: Likewise, brother. Thanks again for having me. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that
1: every winner started as a contender.